Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We have a legendary Dallas musician in studio with us, but before we get to him, KT, what is the latest on the British Open? Well, they're done playing for the day. They began at 1.30 a.m., and I was up around then. To watch all the golf happening. What a sports fiend. Um, Rory, he's kind of the hometown guy there. He had an eight on the first hole. Didn't end up well for Rory. He's eight over. He's like in 150th place. Wow. Uh, Tiger's seven over. Uh, he had a bad day. He looked really old today. He looked like his back was hurting. I, I felt bad for him. Uh, your leader's J.B. Holmes. Shane Lowry at four under. Brooks Kepka at three under. All Two right. back. He's going to win probably. <laughs> And uh, Jordan Speets at one under. So yeah, here's your British Open update right there. And now joining us in studio, Hello. the front man <laughs> of the polyphonic spree and tripping Daisy and preteen Zenith. Wow. Tim DeLauder. What an oh. introduction. Hey, hey, guys. Thanks for having me here. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, he, you're wearing a Tripping Daisy shirt, and actually, KT, yeah. I think, has taken vacation days to go see Polyphonic Spree. He's I, likely. He I is, see him out there. Well, every time he's there, I see him out there, and I give him a shout-out from stage. Does yeah. he wear a robe when he shows up? No, I don't think I've ever seen him in a robe. I can I can definitely uh, take care of that. I yeah, can, I would like to. I would like to wear a robe. It's fun when I take someone who's never been before, right. and you go, hey, KT, what's up in a song right. or something, and they like did that really just happen? <laughs> I was like, hey, hey. Yeah, I know Tim kind of. I love to do that. Um, yeah, I'll hook you up with the rub. If anybody deserves one, it's you. Um, huh. And I do, and I was telling KT on the way up here how much I enjoy his uh, play-by-play, by the way, of the um, of golf. It keeps me in, in the know with what's going on. He's very. I, he's like a comedian Norm MacDonald in that way. He's, he's all about the golf tweets. Yeah, he's a multifaceted, multi-talented multitasker yeah for people who don't know about the robes how would you reset that how do you explain that okay so um well okay so i knew there was gonna be a lot of people in the polyphonic spree how many people are there uh well at that time there were 28 people in the band and um i thought it would be enormously distracting to have that many people wearing street clothes um you know, people just like, well, this person's kind of like this person by the way that they're dressing. And I just thought, I don't want to deal with that. I want it to be all about the music. So I thought, how can I like unify, clothe this band really, really cheap? And I was talking to my mother-in-law and and I saw this like robe caftan kind of idea. And we went up to Joanne's and picked out a, an old uh, pattern and she actually made all the robes for everybody. And we put them on and it was like, an aha moment. It's like, this is it, man. It wasn't very expensive. We clothed the band and I just thought it would, you know, it would be, it dis- dispel all the distractions. But what ended up happening when the band first came out, especially when we were abroad, is that um, it was just this cult. What's yeah. up with these dudes in, in these robes and, you know, jumping up and down and smiling and singing these songs. <laughs> it just totally like did the flip. So now I was just dealing with with press with all these sensational questions about the robes and stuff. So it totally it's interesting that that's the way you arrived at it, because it did totally sort of fit with the aesthetic of whatever this thing is where 
there's allusions to 60s and age of Aquarius and some of that kind of stuff that the robes thing sort of tie in to the music in a lot of ways. It did. And it happened by simply uh, simple economics and the fact that it clothed this from top to bottom. It was really inexpensive to do it, and it just so happens it worked out. Is that the hardest part of the band, the economics? I can't imagine having to take care of 20 people. That's hard. And we talk about a piece of the pie up here. Right? It's like yeah. A, I oh, mean, man, it's uh, it's rough. You know, the, the Spree has been on eight different major labels in, in almost 20 years, and we finally, I guess the last, gosh, the last six years, um, we're on our own. And funding our records on our own, which is, you know, uh, we're doing this big polyphonic spree campaign right now where you can um, donate and actually get these really interesting gifts. Like you can go fishing with me, bass fishing with me. I'm a, I love bass fishing. I've got a, a big pond that is just stocked with some killer bass. And so one of the prizes, you can come out and, and fish with Tim and uh, get some lunch, and which is a good thing. And I think the Ben and Skin Show might bid on that. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. And they're it's a great, uh, it's it's only about an hour from here, and um, it's awesome. Being a little John boat and just kind of hit wherever we want to go, it's pretty great. That's great. Okay, so, uh, and are you a master fisherman? Like, do you have skills? I've got skills. I've been fishing since I was a little kid. My dad was, a, uh, I'd say, a pro bass fisherman, and then I started growing up fishing tournaments when I was at a young age. I'd fish with him, and then I kind of... I just, I got the bug, man, and I've been fishing ever since, and I just, it's a huge part. I I think Dripping Daisy, back in the day, I did a tour called the Lure Tour, <laughs> where we had a different name of, of our shows or our or that night um, after a, a particular lure, like the Hula Popper or the Rattle Traps or whatever, you know. J&J Spoon. <laughs> That's just great. I did not know that. This yeah. is uh, Tim DeLotter joining us in studio of Tripping Daisy and the Polyphonic Spree. And we should give more details about the fundraiser that you are doing. This is an interesting concept. I'm an old... De La Soul fan, and they funded their last record this way. Three Feet Hot Rising. Oh, that's one of the greatest records ever, man. Yeah. And so so the idea is that you guys have a loyal fan base that's been with you for a couple decades now. And so as you guys, you know, the record business has changed so much. And so this is really a way for, I guess, fans to take ownership in what you're doing. This is the second time we've done it. And it was such a great success the first time we did it um, that it's like, wow, we can actually be um, in control of our record, in control of how we're able to get uh, navigate from A to B without having a, the pressure of a label and having um, them, you know, scrutinize our material that we'd put out. And not that they would do that, but sometimes it does happen. But it's it just gives the band the freedom, and it also gives the fans, like you said, that have been with us from the from the get go, um, a stock in what we're doing, and, and and gives them like, hey man, I got I'm I'm invested in this and. Mm -hmm. Um, we just found it's like, it, it's incredible for us to witness that we've got that kind of support. And I think the, the fans out there enjoy it too, because like I said, it makes them feel a part of it. And it's 51% of it's already funded. So we got a little ways to go. If you go to the polyphonic spree.com, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Like go to a Cowboys game with Tim yeah. for a little bit of a, of a donation. And also, um, the one that I am interested in is just an all day barbecue happening. Yeah. Possibly happening if, this, if it gets funded. Yeah. If it gets funded, we're doing uh sons of Herman hall where we barbecue and cook for everybody. It's a private show for just the people that come, um, that bid on that particular, uh, prize. And, um, yeah, they, we hang out, eat barbecue and drink beer and hang out with the spree and play music and watch the spree. Yeah. It's, 
I think it'd be pretty fun. That's, that's almost like y'all's version of the old Luchenbach deal, man. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a really cool thing. Where did you grow up, Tim? Um, well, I I went elementary school. I grew up in Lakewood Elementary is where I went to elementary, went to jail long junior high. and then East we, Dallas guy. But Yeah, but then we moved to Duncanville. I went okay. to Duncanville High School. So you've been in this area for a long time. And then did My whole you life. always think of you or tr- I think of Tripping Daisy as being a re- initially a Denton thing. Did you go to North Texas? I didn't. I lived there. My wife, Julie, went to school there. And of course, Wes and Mark went to school there. Um, but I didn't go. But I was we were living out there. That's a good place to live. Yeah, right? it was awesome at that time. I mean, this is this was 89, 90, early 90s. And. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. So you've got something else coming up on the uh, on the twenty seventh at Good Records. This is a grand opening of the new Good Records location. Yeah, it is. Jason uh, Lytle. Yeah. How are you remembering all these songs? Because you have three yeah. bands, really, sort of. Well, it's not that. You know, I don't. Um, I, I'm doing a solo show, and I people that have seen this before, it's kind of a you can it can be a train wreck or it can come off kind of cool. <laughs> but either way, um, I'm kind of. I'm not really known for my solo stuff. I'm not that good at it. So I'm trying to, you'll see that I'm playing a lot more often solo because I'm kind of working on this for myself. But I get really, really freaked out, um, nervous, and I tend to forget things and stuff like that. But those songs, I just pick songs that I like that I play on acoustic and I just, I've worked up this little set and I do it. But so it's a little bit from Tripping Daisy a little bit from um, preteen zenith, and then a couple of covers. And so, our, what are the what are the primary, you know, sonic differences between the the bands? Like, how are they different? Wow. Well, um, Tripping Daisy, you, if you guys remember that, it was like power pop, psychedelic pop rock, you know. Um, and right at the really advent of alt rock taking off. Like yeah. it was happening late eighties, but really took off in those early nineties, and y'all were kind of a part of all that. Yeah, it, it was such a great scene back then. Um, the nineties in Deep Elm, and all the bands. Just I was talking about this with the guy I picked my guitar up today. That was Jimmy who was working on it. And we were talking about the scenes back then, and it was just like all the bands jammed together. We'd all get together like and, and be house parties, but it'd be like different band members just jamming together so you could be with anybody and it was a really healthy music scene but yeah it was it was a vivacious time for tripping days he just kind of took off i'm so interested in the developments of deep element we on the show recently talked about what's going on there now and it's had its you know ups and downs i mean hell even going back to robert johnson recorded there in the 30s right so it's a legendary place but what's happening there now is something that's never happened there in terms of you know if you want to call it gentrification or whatever you want to call it it's becoming a place of commerce and growth yeah, and all those things. Yeah, it's happening right in front of us. And I'm not, well, yeah. How do you feel about it? Just be honest. Well, you know, I, of course I don't like it. I mean, of course I'm nostalgic about the way it was back when, back when I used to do it, you know, <laughs> but uh, it was a really cool place and it was all about the music. It was a, a community, a collective of all musicians. It was a, the crowds were kind of part of it. They were so invested in the live music. And today, the live music scene in this town, and I'm sorry, is just not happening. It's not, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about the bands. I'm talking about people embracing it and being out there. I go and see shows, and I'm like, why isn't this place packed out? You right. know? And it's like, and these are good local bands, and it's hard to get people out, and I really miss that aspect of it. Have I, you thought about why that might be? 
You know, I don't know if it's, you know, the, the internet, the day that, I mean, people have so much access to music and have so much access to content. I don't know. I don't know if they're just waiting for that one big show because, you know, we have festivals around here. Jambalaya does incredibly well. We have sh- shows out here that do really, really well, but local shows are just not hitting it. And I don't know if it's a cross between that, cross between what's happening in Deep Ellum. Um, I don't know, but it's definitely something that I recognize. And I'm, it's, it's kind of sad because there's some real talented groups happening right now out here. So tomorrow night at the Nasher, your son's got a show. Yes. Oscar Delato. He's at the Nasher tomorrow night. Yeah. Wow. Is it like the outdoor gig? Yeah. It's a free show. And that's uh, a lot of fun. It's a beautiful place to see oh, a show. It's awesome. It's really cool. But yeah, uh, Big O's uh, kicking right along. <laughs> he, got I saw, I, he had a show at the Kessler not too long ago. Or that's coming up, maybe. No, no, no. He had it. it he opened for Ten Hands. Yes. That was another blast from the past. I mean, Julie and I were like. We would see them when we lived in Denton and at the library. We'd see those guys, and it's like if you if we were we didn't known back then that our son would be opening for him. <laughs> you know, my God, thirty years later, it was God. It's incredible. So, what is his music like? It's pop. Um, Oscar is a really good songwriter. It's uh, I heard a tune that was dancey. Yeah, he's got a little bit of everything. Um, Oscar's an incredible dancer, by the way, but um, <laughs> he can kind of do anything his record he's got a little ep out on itunes that you can get oscar de Lauder, but it's got a little bit of he's got rock he's got a little bit of soul he's got some dance but it's it's pop you know and he'll tell you it's pop and um but he's he's work, always working on more he's got a couple of new songs he's going to debut tomorrow night so i got a timberlake vibe out of it yeah totally I, oh, okay but it's a, it was really cool um so i remember at a christmas show probably 10 years ago back when it was at the lakewood theater and yeah. by the way, Christmas show this year is on again. You're right. And you can go to the polyphonicspree.com for tickets to that. I've yep. already got mine. Good. Um, but I remember like 10 years ago, and there's confetti and fake snow or whatever, and you're kicking it around. And uh, oh, and there's like, oh, this is one of Tim's kids. And I didn't know who they were. Oh, and it's, you know, now I see Oscar hopped on stage with you guys at the Tripping Daisy show at Homegrown Fest. And wow. I'm like, oh my God, it's one of those moments where you go, my God, I've gotten old. But I've also, I know. from a weird way, I felt like I've grown up with with you guys in that way yeah I, I think a lot of people have that have been watching us and been with us for a whole time because i said like i said earlier my kids have been part of it they would fall asleep on the stage in front of a big show <laughs> oscar would come out there and hop on the drum throne we, we were in shepherd's bush and um in london and um oscar gets on the drum set and starts playing he could his feet weren't touching the floor and he, yeah. nobody knew what he was going to do, and no one knew it was going to happen. And we just heard drums playing, and all of a sudden, this little kid's up there just playing <laughs> playing a beat, and the whole place went crazy. So they've kind of always been around, and, and the fans have watched my kids kind of grow up. So it's it's kind of cool. I'm so interested in all that, and I see it a lot with NBA stuff. I mean, I think about, you know, the Mavericks just signed Seth Curry, but Steph and Seth grew up in NBA arenas yeah. with their daddy. Yeah. And so, you know, your kids grew up on stages traveling the world with their daddy. Uh, yeah, it's just how it was because Julie was in the choir singing. It was like we were a family. It was kind of like the Partridge family. All the kids were in it, and... Um, it was crazy. All right, Tim, before we let you go, let's get the word out there. How can people go in, bid on some of these items, and be a part of the uh, the new Polyphonic Spree record? Um, go to, go just go to the polyphonicspree.com, and then it'll show you. We're kind of doing this ourselves, so we're cutting out uh, GoFundMe, Kickstarter, and doing it straight to the band, and so we kind of lose those fees. Mm-hmm. But go to polyphonicspree.com. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Jacob Douglas, 
who um, is, if you've ever shopped at Good Records, he's mm-hmm. the guy that probably checked you out and showed you all what you could buy. Um, he's going through a rough time right now. He's just got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he is, we're doing a GoFundMe for him. And you can just go to Gun, GoFundMe and look up Jacob Douglas and you'll see a dude holding guitar. Okay. And that's him. Is it J-O-C-O-B? J-A-C-O-B. J-A-C-O-B. Douglas. Okay. And then you have acoustic shows on the 26th at Lee Harvey's. And the 27th at Good Records. I do. And the 21st, if you like Built to Spill, Doug Marsh is going to be at Good Records for oh, an in cool. store. Oh, cool. So nice. right. We're doing do the that, 20th anniversary of their big record. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he'll be there uh, 21st to play a few songs, and um, oh, it's going to be fun. Tim, thank you so much for coming in person, man. My pleasure. Thanks, guys, for having awesome. me. Let's do this again. Let's yeah. go. Hey, yeah, because we'll talk about some old stuff. Yeah, rock and roll. There <laughs> he goes, right. Tim DeLauder. Uh, go be involved in funding the next polyphonic record some really cool things as well all right ben and skin show 105.3 the fan okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.